Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Uh, I'm joined, I'm Joe Oberly with VikingsTerritory.com, PurplePTSD.com, and I'm joined with each week with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. We're here to talk about the Vikings, but before we do so, uh, well, actually, I wouldn't even want to, don't even want to talk about the Vikings this week, but we do need to talk about a story that's happening in the NFL that everybody's uh, concerned with, and that was the the uh, last night, the um, uh, terrible accident or terrible injury that occurred on the field on Monday Night Football when with uh, Demar Hamlin uh, suffered a cardiac arrest when he got hit by T. Higgins and uh, fell on the ground, had to have CPR and um, uh, a defibrillator to get his heart going again. Uh, he was taken to the hospital in Cincinnati. The latest is that he got his. Uh, spent the night in critical condition, got his vitals back, got his heart working again, but he is not breathing on his own. So that's the latest we have uh, medically for him. It's uh, our thoughts and prayers certainly go out to him and his family. We hope he gets back. You know, he he can come back from this, but it's a pretty difficult situation and pretty uh, tragic news coming out of Cincinnati last night, Mark. Yeah, I wasn't watching it. I was actually watching something else and then was going to go watch Monday Night Football. I looked at my phone and it was still in the first quarter. And I so that I turned it on and, and saw that what had happened. And, you know, it's tragic. And, you you know, you lose sight of the fact you know, we sit we sit here with our 30,000 feet view of everything. And when the quarterback doesn't see the receiver, the immediate time that we see it, we're jumping all over him. And uh, you forget that this is a that's a violent world down there that uh, these guys are involved in. And I don't know if the hit caused it. I don't, I'm not speculating on anything like that. Maybe it's a situation or hopefully it's a situation where if he had something with, you know, with his heart that it happened at a point where he's rescued immediately and hopefully he goes on uh, and li- lives a healthy life. But yeah, it's, you know, people always say, put it in perspective. Well, we should learn not to, to ever take it out of perspective, you know, Let's keep it where it belongs, and it's uh, it's a sport, uh, and these are these are human beings. So, uh, just another you know painful reminder of that. The way uh, the way it's been described by a number of cardiologists or or heart specialists or whatever who were who witnessed it uh, is this uh, cormotus corditis or something where it was a freak accident that his heart was pumping in a certain way just as the impact occurred. And as rare as, as you can imagine happening, I mean, as like a 24 year old kid uh, um, and it's, it's uh, it, it. So, I mean, it, yes, it is a, a very violent world down there on the field. And uh, it's, it's uh, we, we should never lose sight of that. And, you know, I mean, injuries happen every week, but too often we, we look at it at from our perspective of a fan or, or a fantasy football p- player or, or what have you. And, uh, but these guys are uh, these guys are putting it on the line and and risking uh, a life and limb to get down there. So it's it's uh, latest we heard from the NFL was that the game will not be resumed this week for what that's worth. I don't know how they're gonna play that out the rest of the way, but uh, you know, thought our, our thoughts are with the Hamlin family right now and and hoping for a a, a, a quick recovery and and a re- resumption of his life as he, as it was. So. Um, absolutely yeah going going from there uh, for vikings fans and you know don't 
don't take this any other way. That's what we're here for is to talk about uh, the football game. But the news wasn't very good for them on Sunday when they went into uh, Green Bay. And with everything on the line, it's it's you know, for for the Vikings season. I mean, they, the the earlier in the day, the Philadelphia Eagles lost, and that that made it possible for would the Vikings win the game, and then win next week, and the Eagles lose next week, the Vikings would be the number one seed. And instead of you know with with that at stake, they came out and laid as big an egg as they have done all season, and that's saying something because they've had three previous eggs that they, they laid. So uh, it was a uh, 41-17 beatdown at the hands of the Packers, and it was uh, it was tough to watch at times. And not even that close. No. Uh, my, you know, my Sunday story was basically talking to every player, saying, you know, you don't you, you don't want to play Aaron Rodgers three times, right? Uh, you don't want to you want to step on this guy. You know, that, that was an elimination game for them when the. Uh, when the when the Lions beat the, the Bears, uh, that made you know that, that the, the Packers had to win to extend their season. Um, you know, you have him there. You got you got Aaron Rodgers there. You know, you needed to step up with a big game. And right from the start, you get a block punt. It's first and goal at the one, and you can't you lose a yard in three attempts. That told me everything I needed to know about whether the Vikings were going to win or the Packers were going to win. When it was three nothing, I'm like, you know, they're not ready for this game. Uh, then you end up losing your 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 center on on that series. Uh, so now they're down to a third string guy who looked he didn't he looked like a third center who had never played center before. You lose Brian O'Neill. Um, you know the Packers just beat them physically, beat them, and it wasn't an Aaron Rodgers magic show. It was just a you know a lineup and and beat them with all three phases. You know, it, 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 you're right. It started and looked bad from the beginning. The Vikings went three and out. Then the Packers went three and out. And the Vikings blocked that kick. Uh, Josh Metellus coming through. It, all of a sudden, I mean, the people I were watching it with were up and dancing for that at that moment. And then it, you know, three three and out from the, from the goal, from the one. How does that happen? It, did, did you... Do you have any find any fault with the play calling down there? I mean, yes, uh, runs up the middle. I, I I think you know I I don't have the numbers in front of me here, but we've seen enough of, of especially when you're down string center and then your third string center, um, enough of the, Der, the Dalvin Cook right up the middle. I mean, I don't get it. Right, it's been stopped. It's been stopped time and time again. And uh, O'Connell is um, he's a he's an intelligent guy. He's a I, I like him because he's he's a he's an analytics guy, but he's also a gut feel guy, and he's got to be feeling that this Dalvin Cook straight up the middle is it doesn't work, uh, and you got enough other weapons, and even Dalvin Cook with a pitch or something. Um, I, I, I've seen that play. We've all seen that play enough times in critical situations to where it's you know stop it, <laughs> do something, Doc, Doctor Phil, stop it, do something else. You know, uh, so yeah, I had a I had a big problem with, uh, you know, with the play calling in that situation. So and also that that early in the game, and that early in the game, I'm almost thinking, uh, I'm almost as, as embarrassed to have three points as I would be having zero and have the Packers be on the one yard line. I might have gone for it on fourth down, and that's saying no. This is a guy who's very aggressive on fourth down, so uh, for him not to do it, he he didn't have anything in his in his bag to to call. 
Yeah, I, I uh, just didn't feel like uh, O'Connell had his best day calling uh, plays. I, I saw other other times where he looked on the sidelines like he, uh, he, he, you could see the frustration he was having that the, all the fans were feeling him because that things weren't going his way clearly. But, you know, I, I thought some, you know, we'll get into this later talking about uh, the whole Justin Jefferson thing. I don't think he was very creative in getting him loose either, but uh, we'll put that aside for now. I, you know, then the Vikings, you know, on the ensuing kickoff, give up a kickoff return uh, with, you know, which I guess, where did I see the stats? The first time since 1967 that the, the Packers had had a, uh, a kickoff return and a, and a uh, uh, pick six <laughs> while in one quarter, you know, so it's been that long and, and the Vikings managed to do both of that. But as soon as that kickoff turn one for a touchdown, all of a sudden it took that three points that looked pretty weak on the scoreboard and turned it into a, a massive deficit. All of a sudden, sudden the three looked big. Then it became, it, they just built on it. And it, it uh, like so many times this, or a number of times this season and so many times in Vikings history, things just snowballed the wrong way and, and they're sledging uphill the rest of the way. And it was just, that game was over. Right. And then they, you know, they have four giveaways. They have zero takeaways. Um, this team, when they, when they have zero takeaways is one and three. So, you know, the Cowboys game was a disaster because no takeaways. This game's a disaster, no takeaways. Um, Philadelphia, I think, was the other one. Uh, you know, so people ask, you know, can this defense win in the playoffs? If they play like this, toe-to-toe with no takeaways, no, they're, they're not good enough. They just aren't good enough. Uh, if, they get, if they get the takeaways, yeah, they're, they're, they're good enough. But, you know, that's a lot to ask of a team to go in and get three, you know, to, to play like the Bills game, and it took them until the last tick of overtime, you know, to win that game. Well, that, that's because, you know, they had um, two interceptions in the red zone. And they had a fluke, you know. Uh, people say, you know, uh, don't call them lucky, but the, the fumble that they had against the Bills at, the, at their own – the Bills had at their one-on-one yard line, Vikings had nothing to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> that this is a snap. And, and so – um, if you get stuff like that, anybody can beat anybody. I think Aaron Rodgers said it before this game about his team was, I feel like we could beat anybody and I feel like we could lose to anybody. It depends on you know how we play. And granted, I don't, I don't know that O'Connell had his best Genius. game. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying, it's like, you know, you, you, there aren't many teams, even the Eagles, well, the Eagles are this way because their quarterbacks out. Um, but, you know, they were cruising along. Uh, right now, the 49ers kind of look like that team that can't lose. You know, they've won nine in a row, and I think four of them are with a third-string quarterback drafted last in the draft. So, uh, you know, to me, O'Connell didn't have a great game, but if you look at that game, to me that game was lost in the line of scrimmage. Which yeah. team was more more aggressive, more physical, more just wanting it more? And it was the Packers, clearly. Kirk Cousins didn't have the best game either. He there was four turnovers in the game for the Vikings, uh, insurmountable when you go four four zero and you're you're down zero four in the turnover battle, and Kirk had his hands in on each and every one. There are three interceptions and, and a fumble. Uh, the first, I, I believe, the first pick was his fault. He, I thought he threw a little bit behind. Tough catch for T.J. Hawkinson and bounced off, and it became a pick six. Second one was uh, it looked like he had either had to throw over a lineman in his face, or it was tipped, and he had a wide open receiver streaking downfield and had him feeling. And the third was a desperation pass, but the fumble 
is one that made me mad. You know, you're, you're second and goal down there, you know, when this game has still got a chance to get back in it and he's hanging on to the ball in the pocket way, way too long. You got to get rid of it and live to play that third down. I just, Kirk was not on. He did not have a good game. He missed, he missed some passes. He made some poor decisions. He missed some open receivers and, and, uh, uh, a struggle and maybe that's because they they so corralled his his number one guy Justin Jefferson he wasn't comfortable going anywhere else but TJ Hawkinson yeah I mean to me it looked like um, and I didn't grow up here but I think everybody every kid in the 70s who watched uh, you know Howard Cosell on Monday Night Football or or watched NFL film highlights you were a Vikings fan because you liked watching those those monsters stand there with the, you know, you could see their breath, you know, and they're digging in for the, you know, it, what it reminded me of is, you know, like when the Rams would come in or somebody warm weather would come into to, to the Met or into Minneapolis. And it was an you know, they, 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 they couldn't deal with the cold. They couldn't deal with the, the turf being slippery. They couldn't deal with, you know, the elements not being ideal. Well, that's now the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings went there and there were, there were like sheets on in the, uh, uh, on their lockers, warning them all week, you know, to wear these yeah. certain cleats, seven stud cleats, and all this. And apparently, some of them didn't do it, and they were sliding all over the place. When because whenever the sun goes down, apparently, I've never played a game in Lambo at uh, one o'clock start or noon or three o'clock. Uh, but apparently, when it, you know it gets a little slippery as the sun goes down, and um, yeah, they were sliding all over the place. They were a dome team, you know, slip sliding all over the place, and a completely different team. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, with that being said, it you know it'd be nice if they had the second seed, but I think the second seed puts them probably puts them against the Packers in the first week. I just don't this team, you know, the I I would not like that if I was a Vikings fan. I'd much rather play the Giants, even if it meant I'm the third seed. I would uh, I'd love to have the Packers come in here. I don't I don't wish for it, but if they did, I would not, I would feel just as confident. Well, I guess I wasn't that confident, but I, 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 I would like another crack at him. I thought, I think the, the game was a little bit more all lopsided than the talent level is, but you know, that's, that's another point. We'll figure that out maybe after this next weekend, you know, I uh, wanted to ask you about TJ Hawkinson. I mean, there was some drop passes. There was uh, the pass off his hands. That was pick six and they, they threw to him 12 times and he only made seven catches, you know, uh, I'm not ready to to uh, dump on him, but he's had some drops this season, and uh, you know they're depending upon him a lot. They throw the ball to him a lot. Does he have to do better at catching the ball? Do they have to f- try to find a way to get the ball to Adam Thielen again, who's virtually disappeared out there, even though you can find him open from time? What What are your thoughts there on, on either scheme or or decision making from the quarterback? Well, I, I think that it was again. It was a, it was a, a dome team. This is a dome player. He's a, he's now a, you know, he played in Detroit, played Minneapolis. I don't. He doesn't play outside in the cold, and I think that affected him. You know, I, I I'm not inside of his head when the ball's coming, but sure looked that way to me that this team was, you know, and it wasn't even it wasn't even like it was like like a typical, uh, you know, Green Bay day. It was wasn't that wasn't as cold considering what you normally get there. Right. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a guy that is a, is a huge part of, of what they do. And he's, he's exactly what they needed whenever, you know, it, it, it's an option that Kirk has that um, you could say any tight end could do this, but no, it, they can't because Irv Smith couldn't do it. He he never proved he could do it. 
never stayed healthy enough to, to prove that he could do it. Um, you know, people will say he's a Kyle Rudolph. I think he's, he's better than Kyle Rudolph. He, he gets you yards after the catch. Uh, so yeah, he's still a big part of it. I mean, it's one game, you know, this, this is still a 12 win team. So, but yeah, Thielen, uh, has disappeared in the last couple of games. And obviously Justin Jefferson, uh, was completely taken out of the game, which is, that is like the most stunning thing for this to happen that you couldn't come up with something. I mean, uh, the, the one Dalvin Cook uh, screen where Dalvin was lined up as a receiver was such a, a simple call, but it was hard to execute. Why not try something like that with uh, get him more involved? I, they just kind of Kirk and, and O'Connell just went away from the guy who up until probably this past week was pushing as hard as any receiver could push for MVP. Right. And uh, they, he just was taken out of the game, which is probably why receivers never – win MVP is because uh, as good, great as they are, they're so much, they're so reliant on everything around them. Um, you mentioned earlier that the, the offensive line got beat in the trenches, you know, the injuries certainly didn't help, but uh, they really struggled in the first half. The defensive line was beat in the trenches as well. Uh, Aaron Jones nearly had a hundred yards in the first half rushing the ball. And uh, uh, you can't have that and, and expect it to go anywhere. Uh, in the postseason, that 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 kind of line play in either either point. Any comment on that? Yeah, I mean, if you look go back and look at the thirty-one yard run by by Jones, I mean, it was a classic. It's almost like you have Lombardi with with that classic chalkboard scene where he draws the line and he's got a. He's, I mean, it wasn't that play, but I mean, uh, Zadarius Smith moves inside to I guess to maybe get a better rush or get a better push inside. So he's there's no edge being set at all, um, and Peterson has comes up, and but he's just kicked out, nice and you know kicked way out of the outside. But Tellus comes up, he's just blocked one on one, and then the guy has a, a shoot to run through. It's it's like there was no resistance on that play, and then you know at that point he had nine carries for ninety yards, and I think you know Rogers was like five of ten for uh, thirty yards. So. You know, it's kind of a weird game. At one point, they had 14 points and only 14 yards of offense. So that's crazy. It was just, it was just, it was, yeah, they had one. I think one at one point they had, they didn't have a, they had a one first down and 14 points, whatever it was. I mean, it was just yeah. kind of this, you know, we're we're getting beat at, at every turn. Uh, but yeah, it's, to me, it started with the you know, Metellus to, to for them to execute that play one week after basically doing the same thing. And then get that block and get it at the one. It's like, okay, now he's pounded in there. Uh, and they couldn't do it. So that set the tone for the entire day. It did. And it's setting the tone for me to take a break because uh, uh, that was a difficult game to watch and it's a difficult game to regurgitate. So, but we're going to keep doing it. There's more badness ahead for this team. So we'll take a quick break on Vikings territory breakdown. And so come on back. Welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, boy, it was set up. It was set up in the first game of the season. It was uh, brought up all week long over in Green Bay. But the uh, Justin Jefferson, Jair Alexander battle was a huge topic of conversation because Alexander came out and said that the opening game was a fluke where 
Jefferson had like, I don't know, double figures and catches 184 yards and a touchdown, maybe two. I don't know, but just torched two touchdowns. Yeah. Two touchdowns just torched the Packers. Uh, you know, the game I'm enjoying thinking back to, but it seems like a long way now. And so, you know, I, I don't think that was a fluke because he did it to so many other people this season. So it's really stupid to call it a fluke. However, uh, uh, he backed up his words. And while I give him Alexander credit for that, you know, as, as the all 22 comes out and people start looking at it, he had plenty of help back there. He had bracketed coverage. Sometimes he always had a safety over the top to help him out. So it wasn't like Jair was shutting him down on his own, but you know, I guess I'd like you to talk about that at the same time. Tell me why Kevin O'Connell, who has been brilliant all season, finding ways to get uh, Jefferson open uh, either by putting him in motion, jet sweep, you know, throwing the ball, whatever, doing all kinds of things to 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 get the uh, defense on on their heels, didn't do it this week. I mean, he, he, there's even ways he could have started him back and given him a head start because Alexander was really jamming him at the line. There were times when he came up right and hit him right off, you know, as soon as he took one one step, which is a great way to get a guy out of receiver. And as soon as Kirk sees that, he's got to go somewhere else. So, I you know. At some point, they, they must have seen that when they played against Philly, and and they should have probably expected it this week, I thought. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a fluke. I mean, their defense was ridiculous in that first game. They didn't – I mean, he went on, on almost – he had nine catches, 184 yards, two touchdowns, and he was open on most of them. Um, you know, what was, a, what was a fluke was the fact that they went through an entire game, you know – playing that way against him. It was you know, ludicrous. And this game, even though Alexander, yeah, he's, he's the one trumpeting it and for himself, I guess, but uh, that was a, a good, good team defense. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous to, to let a receiver taunt, uh, taunt you into playing one-on-one. It's like the object is to win the game, you know? So, you know, whether there's us having a safety over the top is, is genius. I mean, it's, it's, what you're supposed to do in that situation. Uh, Alexander this time did follow him around more. So certainly more so in the right. first game, they didn't follow him at all. Uh, and, but Alexander was ready for that game much more than, than, uh, than Jefferson and Jefferson, I would expect a big game for him. Um, Cause that, 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 that game was, I would, if, if I'm Justin Jefferson and I am as established as he is, and someone does that to me, I mean, you could say he had help, but some of those jams were like, you know, a man against a boy, uh, a yeah. young person, you know, like just, and it taunting, you know, doing the gritty over top of him. I think that got in, you know, uh, Alec, um, Jefferson was talking about, oh, he's just trying to get in my head. Yeah, he was. And he did get in your head. Uh, and, you know, he wanted a taunting call. Well, I don't have a problem with him doing the gritty. Uh, Jefferson, if there's a two yard touchdown and Alexander's laying on his back, guess who's doing the gritty right next to him? That's right. Justin Jefferson. So, you know, to me, it's, it's, you know, you can complain about if there's a taunting or whatever, but, you know, beat him on the next play. And I didn't see that from Jefferson. Now, this is not saying he's not a great player. He's a great player. He's fantastic. He's all pro for sure. Um, but in this game, he, you know, he got physically put in his place. 
you know, Griffey and a lot of things. I, I'm fine with the gritty. I didn't like it to see it, but yeah, I don't think you penalize him that. I do think you penalize him earlier on that play for pulling Jefferson's arm when he's going going back to try to get the ball that was underthrown. I thought that was a clear pass interference that was uh, allowed to go ahead, but that's beside the point. I, I did think Jefferson did not respond to getting jammed. I, I, I can't believe nobody else has done that all season. I know that Philly – in the second game of the year after what they saw in the first game against the Packers, they, they took him out. He scored very little in that game. So I, there, I, I figured that would have been for the rest of the season. That was the, uh, the model for, for taking Jefferson out of the game. Well, you know, KOC responded and somewhere along the line, he didn't on Sunday, at least the game plan. And yeah. And I think kind of Jefferson, he's not the, he, he's fast. He's quick. He's a great route runner, but he's not the biggest guy. I think if you get physical with someone like that, you can take them off out of their uh, comfort zone because I think it, it's been pretty – I'm not going to say it's been easy for him because he's made impossible catches the whole year and great catches, but uh, he's had his way with with, with this team, that with the schedule this year outside of the Philly game and this one. So, you know, maybe he got a little complacent. Maybe, uh, like you said, the talk got in his head. It was – it's tough to see, but I think knowing the kind of competitor he is, he's going to respond and he's going to uh, figure out how to get better going forward. Would you agree? Oh, 100 percent. I, you know, I think I don't know if this Bears game is going to end up meaning a whole lot because, you know, the 49ers probably beat the Cardinals. But you certainly go in and you play that way. You play as if it you're trying to get the two seed. Um, that probably gets you the Packers. I don't I don't know how I'd feel about that. Uh, but but the two seed is obviously then if things fall the way for the next round, you would have the 49ers coming here as opposed to going out there. We all know uh, what it's like to go out there and play a, a physical 49ers team. Uh, it doesn't work out too well. Uh, but yeah, I, I would expect, you know, Jefferson in the playoffs, especially that first one at home, I would, I would think it'd be a big game for him, you know, yeah. um, for sure. Uh, you know, you uh, you 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 mentioned this earlier in the the podcast here and kind of took my legs out from under me because I was going to complain about the field conditions and and you know everything you pointed to is spot on. It does get icy as as it gets colder in Lambo. Um, I, I you know you made the one thing I didn't understand was they were told to probably consider putting on the bigger spikes. How come they can't make them? <laughs> I was just going to say, listen, fellas, this is what it is. I mean, to see them, that they have the choice and then they're they're putting them on after you fall five or six times, Eric Kendricks has fallen all over the field. They should have outfitted every one of them. They There should have been Dennis Ryan. He's gone to Lambeau for how many times? He should have said, Kevin O'Connell, I know you're, you last were in California, but this is going to be cruddy here. You know, let's 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 make them wear these things because well, it, Joe, it, they were just taken right out of it because of this. There was so much of it. Joe, we we got rid of the mean guys last year. We fired the mean guys and <laughs> told them what to do. You know, now it's you know, we don't do that anymore, Joe. It's you, know, you, you want to wear bed slippers or you know, no, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. I, I would think as a coach, you would just tell them, hey, set set out these cleats, and that's what they're wearing, but. Exactly. I, I, I players have so much power now over there. You know, if if they wear that cleat, and they're not comfortable, and they blow their knee out. You know, I don't know. It's a different world. So yeah, uh, yeah whatever, 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 whatever cleats they were wearing, 
were the wrong cleats. And I, my, my money is on Dennis Ryan, but he's the one who puts those notes up. Uh, him knowing what Lambeau Field is like, and he's probably he's seen enough people slip and slide uh, to know that that's what you should wear. He's probably got uh, so. a box of the other cleats sitting there ready to go, and he knew it was going to happen. But it took him till about halftime to figure it out, and I'm going, how many times do you have to fall out there before you, you figure out, uh, yes, you're a little bit slower with those bigger cleats, but it's you're not as slow as laying on your back on the field, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, you, you forget that the NFL, because because of global warming or things are changing or whatever, you don't see games. Uh, and this was this was actually a, a warm game for Green Bay on January 1st. But, you know, you don't see games played in the snow anymore or the mud or, or in Buffalo it snows, so they moved the game to Detroit. I mean, you know, when we were growing up, every, every, every game in December was kind of fun to watch because it was muddy Absolutely. and it was snowy. And, and you know if you if they, if they if they won six to three and we were all yeah this is great well now if you win six to three you know half the population says well that's a terrible <laughs> fantasy game I'm out I'm gonna go watch the NBA so it's a different <laughs> world now it, it breaks my heart to 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 recognize what you said how the, the Vikings formerly a dome team because or I mean a, a, a an outdoor team that has turned into a dome team because I grew up going to those games. I sat there and froze my tailbone off, and I loved all the snow games. I loved it in '69 when they did win an NFL championship with an asterisk. That uh, uh, you know you had the Rams coming in here, and and they were just they were not they were not ready to play, and the Vikings just took them off the field. And then you had yeah, it actually had Cleveland come in here and Joe Cap was hurtling over the top of them, jumping over. He must add good cleats on to jump over those yeah. players. But, uh, you know, I, I grew up watching that stuff and we took pride in it. And it's just, it's, it's just a drag to see now that, that the Vikings are this fast tracked indoor team and they haven't played in very poor conditions this year. I don't know how many domes they did play. I think I suppose I could go and look and figure that out, but um. Yeah, it's it's really the case, and therefore I, I'm going to contend, and I know you'll take, uh, uh, you'll come back at it. Is the fact that I think that they play the Packers at the Dome in a you know uh, in two weeks for a playoff game, they'd certainly fare much better. They'd have a different plan to combat what the what the Packers did with Jefferson, and I think he's a much better player. They're they're a faster team. I mean, uh, even Delvin Cook doesn't look very good on that track over in, in green Bay. I mean, they're, they're, they're a dome team. Hey, he so did. Get them back in the dome. He did and let them pick the Packers ass. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. He looked like he, he looked pretty good on that track uh, a couple of years ago when he was, I think it was the, it was the COVID year. He had 200 and some yards and four touchdowns. What time of year? What time of year was uh, well, yeah, it? Was earlier, earlier. I, you know, I, I remember the picture of him sitting going to Lambeau leap and there's no crowd. It was kind of wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Hats off if you're, you know, that maybe you'll be the motivational speaker, the the, the kickoff yeah, yeah. of Packers Week, Packers Week Three. Because personally, I would not want any part of of Aaron Rodgers with that look in his eye, and the Packers, you know, being a, you know, all the pressure goes to the Vikings. I mean, it just yes. that I I think I'd rather have Daniel Jones and the and uh, and Brian Dable and those guys dipping their toe into the into the playoffs for the first time in 10 years, you know, and kind of uh, take care of them first, but uh, be fun, be fun to watch a, a third meeting. 
You're not wrong. It's uh, I, truth be told, I'd rather have the the Lions come in here and take our chances with them, um, a team that we could score some points against and uh, potentially beat, even though they beat the Vikings once this year. But uh, um, you know, there's no no greater joy than shutting up the uh, the folks to the East here with a with knocking them out of the playoffs. So that that's the only reason. And um, well, they they had an opportunity. That was that to me was like it. you needed to. You needed to put him down that day. Uh, so was was uh, stopping the run uh, uh, um, some, uh, a symptom of this team's poor defensive play through? You know, is uh, of who they are, or was it just the field? Because they looked they could not do a damn thing against Jones in the first half. I mean, the first series of the second half, he he gets a hundred, he's reaches the hundred yard mark. It was it was a terrible display. Is that is that this team, or is that the field, or is that are, are we going to see more of that? Well, I think it, it's part of this team. I mean, they just they don't have a they don't have a very good defense. They have a defense that's not. Uh, I, I don't I don't like the scheme, um, and a lot of people don't like the scheme. I like the fact that they that they have guys that step up and make plays. You know, like like you'll see turnovers and. You know, uh, they seem to be, you know, be like when they get pushed to the goal line, they they become a, you know, kind of a wounded animal attack. But overall, you know, there's talent there, but it's just not, it's not a real good defense. And that's just a fact. It's just, they, they give up a lot of yards. They give up a lot of big plays, you know, explosive plays. Um, you know, it's so to me, if, if, if they don't get those takeaways, they're just, they're just, they're dead in the water, you know, without these. Mark, I, I got to ask my weekly uh, Ed Donatel question because I'm sure you remember this play third and 10. Uh, the Vikings only had 10 men on the field on defense. And it was, it, it was excruciatingly long watching them. I mean, everybody, you know, the announcers knew it. And then there was time enough for us as fans. Oh yeah. There's only 10 people out there and they're making moves. I think we only got 10 folks out here. Do we get somebody, somebody comes on or should I go on? What a cluster. Now uh, I heard a former player on the radio. I want to say it was Ron Johnson speaking. Uh, he's with K fan or if it was Pete Bergey, but one of them says that's on the players. They're supposed to know where they're supposed to be, but isn't the, the guy that's running that crew, uh, better uh somebody's got to be watching to make sure that uh you got the right men on the field that the game was over by that time but it, there was still a chance you know that that uh well they can at least make it less embarrassing but i i don't know that 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 was and then a couple of plays later they get caught with 12 men on the field so maybe they're you know they averaged out if we average 11 yeah, then we're good right i i don't know i mean that that was that was uh the further embarrassment on the goddamn game is uh, than the score, it was that just looked cluster. They they looked like a cluster, and I, I tell you, right. And the and the players were looking to the sideline, and right. Uh, I don't know if they're if they're calling for a timeout or for someone to run onto the field. Um, you know, you can say it's the players, but it, it's all of them. It's a team game. The players, you know, they get their direction from. It can't be the players one year, or be the coaches one year, and then the players the next year. Hmm. Uh, you know, you know. So, uh, the thing was, you know, we're going to, we're going to run it back with this new coaching staff and they've done a great job with that. Now, if you have some mistakes and some blunders, suddenly it's the players. No, that's, I don't buy it. It's, 
you know, Ed Donatel, I, I like Ed. Um, Ed's been successful in different stints with, with Vic Fangio. They're kind of a duo that it's been together for 11, 12 years before this year. And, um, but no, I, my, my guess, which is a lot, I think a lot of people, if you look on Twitter are guessing the same thing, but I think that, uh, you know, as, as Zimmer made changes of his offensive coordinator over the years, you're going to see, I think you're going to see uh, O'Connell make a change there after the yeah. season. Yeah, it, it was tough to watch. And it was, to, uh, for what it's worth, it was even, it's even tougher on a defense when you're in have field positions like that or field conditions like that because they're reacting. And I, I couldn't believe how many times I saw Kendricks out of a play, Eric Kendricks, who's always, because uh, I mean, he, he was slipping and falling on that potato particular play that we we're talking about third and 10 with only 10 men on the field the ball they throw the guy they throw the ball to eric kenrick's is trying to catch and get him and he slips over and falls this guy's wide open oh yeah. god it was just it was just terrible but uh um yeah i guess the, the bottom line is the sooner we can flush that game and, and move on the better it's just a just a weird it's a it's such a weird season i mean i've never I've never seen a team that can be this good, but this bad. And, you know, you're, you're talking about games like when you talk about Philadelphia or you talk about uh, Detroit or Dallas or this game, it's like you're talking about the three-win team that Leslie Frazier had in 2011. Um, you're not talking about a team that's got 12 wins, could potentially have 13 wins, home playoff game. It's just a – oddball weird weird year you're not kidding and you know it what what occurred to me when i was doing my post game write-ups and such for this that they 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 do have those 12 wins those one score wins but suddenly they have a they have a third of the same uh number of blowout losses you know and so like i said in my thing if if, if they say you are what your record says how you achieve that record says something about you too. And the fact that they played these teams that are, are have a same record as them or very similar Dallas and, and Philly. And then they, they, the other two blowouts come against teams that are eight and eight at 500. You know, what, what are we supposed to think about this team? Um, you know, I'll let you answer that question around the break and tease people to come back. We're going to, because uh, you know, like I said, we, the sooner we flush it, the better. But we got to look at the playoff scenarios and, and look what's going forward. But we have to take a look back and, and see what they had. And and when I got done looking at that game yesterday, it suddenly wasn't as, as rosy as it has been for a number of weeks here. And uh, and we also have to remember that Mark predicted Packers last week. I suppose we have to talk about that, too. So come on back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. All right, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. He's that guy with all the all the brown hair and that uh, new logo we got there from Dan Polito. I don't know. Yeah, we, we, it's been a while I, ago. Yeah, I think we need to change the color up because I don't – I might have got more hair out of the deal, but I certainly – you know, I guess it is that color. They should have given me a beard, though. Anyway, um, can you tell I'm dancing and filling time because I don't want to talk about this damn game anymore? But anyhow, with the Vikings, uh, they, they uh, like I said it earlier in the broadcast, they had everything at stake, you know, chance at the, the, the number one seed, and now that's gone because they kicked this one away. Um, uh, the playoff scenario that sits in front of them is uh, – 
if the if the Niners lose and the Vikes win, they will get the two and and perhaps play the Packers or the Lions or Seattle, whoever would be the seventh seed. And if the Vikes lose or or win and the Niners win, they stay at the three and host the Giants. That's basically our two scenarios. Um, you don't want anything to do with the, the Packers, and, and I can't really honestly argue against that after what I just saw. Um, I would uh, – br- certainly, you know, I, I'm pretty confident on that game. If whoever that comes in there to come in, and uh, I, I think the Vikings are better than they showed this past weekend. Um, but, you know, if you get nervous Kirk in a primetime game in a big situation, who, who knows what's going to happen because he didn't have his best game this weekend. So, anyway, those are the scenarios. How do you see it playing out? Uh, the Niners have to – they're hosting Arizona at home, um, and they have potential to get the first seed if Philadelphia loses. So, I mean, they got a lot to play for, and I don't think they're going to lose against Philly. I mean, yeah, I mean – and Arizona's down to, you know, the Vikings' third-string quarterback as their starting quarterback, David Blau. Yeah. Um, you know, Arizona Arizona's not going to beat the 49ers in that situation, uh, which would make some people say, why not rest? You do your resting of your starters now. And right. So may, maybe that happens. I, I don't know. O'Connell did say, I think, on Monday that the resting would be more like plays off, not like guys sitting down. Um, and that would be a tricky one because – do you want that Packers performance to be like, if you were to sit everybody and get your rest, would you want that Packers performance to be your last uh, regular season performance before a playoff game? I don't know. Uh, you know, to me, it, it looks like they're going to be playing the giants. I, I, I like that matchup better than I do the Packers. I, I guess you, you look at it one, one week at a time being the, being the two is so much better than the three, because then you get the second round, you get two, you a good chance of getting, you know, two games at home. Um, but yeah, like the Seattle would be good, but I think in order for Seattle to, to come in, it would, it would have to be the lions win and Seattle wins. Correct. I believe. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I just think the Packers are going to do what the Packers do and they're going to beat the lions, even though they lost to the lions the first time, 15 to nine in a weird game. I think the Packers are going to, you know, Packers are kind of stabilized. They're back to, they're not back to a 13 win team that they were the last three years. But they're back. They might even be better off. Now they've lost what? Uh, they lost a home, a home NFC Championship game. Uh, they lost another NFC Championship game uh, when they were you know riding high. This team, when they won the Super Bowl, they went on the road for all three games. People forget that. I mean, they, they won all three playoff games on the road. They went to Dallas and they and they uh, they won that Super Bowl. So, you know, these teams that just get in, these teams that crawl in as the last team tend to be these like the Steelers when they won in 2005, I think, or whatever it was Um, the giants when they, you know, the giants took down a dynasty uh, twice in a span of about five years, four or five years, because they got hot at the right time. They were healthy and they had a pass rush that could go up the middle on, on Tom Brady. So being, being healthy right now and on a roll is, is, is huge. So, you say, did you, you know, say Packers that are going to have that? People are going to have forgotten about the Packers won those three games on the road and, and won the Super Bowl. You, you must be in the press box too much because when Jack Buck or or uh, Troy Aikman or 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 Jim Nance or whoever any one of these uh, Packers, they say, bowls, they'll remind you. They'll remind oh, you. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, so we certainly certainly know that. I I think I think 
um, if I if I understand it correctly, uh, if if Seattle wins, they have they have the tiebreaker with Detroit, but not with the Packers. Packers have the the tiebreaker. If the right. Packers win and they're both nine and eight, they would go. Yeah, so, Packers win, they're in. The other the other two need help, right? Right. So. And the Packers will know uh, before their game starts, since it was flexed to to Sunday night, they will know what the situation is, and Detroit will know that they may be out of it. If Seattle loses in the afternoon, Detroit is done. And if Seattle wins, Detroit is done. Yeah. So. Uh, they will know, you know, they, they could just say, oh, well. and, you know, say, just another advantage for the Packers who, who, who seem to get plenty of them, you know, along the way from the NFL schedule makers. And that's a, a cranky uh, Vikings uh, observer that's saying that, but still it, it just, it's a nice break for them that they, they will know going in and the Packers could just, I mean, the, the Lions could say, well, that was great fun. Let's let's lose this game and and get a better draft point point pick because their season's over. You know, I give the I give the Lions a lot. Of, I mean, the I mean, you could say they shouldn't have been one and six, and that that maybe the the coach was too hard on them and they were worn out or whatever. But what they've done since they were one and six, uh, and it coincides with you know getting rid. You know, they helped the Vikings out by giving them Hawkinson, but it didn't it hasn't hurt them. Uh, you know, this team is. Has responded to that coach, uh, the different, the different coach than what uh, the, we're seeing modern day coaching. So um, that what this what this year has done for that team is could could have a uh, have a lasting impact on this division going forward. And uh, you know the Lions may not just be that afterthought every year. That's right. eventually. And I think with Justin Fields, I like Justin Fields. Whenever he gets experience, he can be like Jalen Hurts, you know. Um, this is going to be a fun division to watch. It's not just going to be, well, do you think the Packers are going to win or do you think the Vikings are going to win? It's going to be uh, a lot stronger from top to bottom, I think, going forward. Yeah, and speaking of that, one of those teams uh, the Vikings have to play next week may not be the stronger one this year. The three and tw- the three wind uh, Packers team, uh, Packers uh, Bears team. They go to Chicago to Soldier Field to uh, to play them. I would. And I don't. I'm not sure how much of a fight we'll get them. I, I was really hoping this hat was a lot on the line for this game, since I'm going to be driving down there with my son and and going to be in the stands at Soldier Field for the first time in my life. But uh, uh, you know, I. Stranger things have always happened down there in Chicago for the Vikings over the years. They've, they've won their last two games, I believe, in Soldier Field, so things are turning a little bit. But uh, I don't know what we're going to get. I saw a report uh, from someone saying out of Chicago that uh, if Justin Field, uh, Eberflus is the guy, their, their GM, I believe, or is, is that the – Who's that's a, head, that's a head coach. That's a head, that's coach. A head coach, yeah. He said that he'll only play uh, – he'll only play uh, – uh, Justin Fields, if he's if he's completely healthy and ready to go, which says to me he's not playing. And uh, I don't know who the Vikings get. It's backup quarterback, so they'll probably have trouble with it. But uh, I'm glad to hear that KOC is going to start his starters and and put them on a pitch count, and so that there's some competition to watch when I'm sitting there uh, shivering in the stands. But uh, you shake your head, Mark. Come on, man. It's you know time football. We're just talking about it. You're crazy. I don't know. I'd rather I'd rather watch uh, for what people pay for a 
for tickets to go to these games or, or like the Super Bowl, I would buy a nice big screen bit buy the biggest screen TV and watch it at home. Yeah, you can. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm past that. Uh, go ahead. I'm beyond the uh, watching a game in the crowd with uh, all the shenanigans out there. I, I haven't been in any eminent enemy territory for a number of years. I've been to uh, Lambeau Field couple times and uh so i'm, I'm kind of relishing it and you can imagine the way the season was going tickets were a little bit cheaper in chicago this year they uh we, we're we're down uh uh down low at 150 bucks so it's in in the lower deck so probably have decent seats but it's a matter of what we're gonna see i i I don't want any of the Vikings getting hurt, but you know and and they're certainly gonna be a uh have a diminished uh offensive line with Bradbury's not going to be back. They got to keep resting his back. They got Schlotman that who's, who's done for the year with a broken fibula and then uh, a significant injury for uh, Brian O'Neill and uh, uh, his calf. So that that's really a, that's really a problem even past, certainly past this game in Chicago. Yeah. I mean, um, the good thing is Udo is a better tackle than he is a guard. He's not going to be holding on every play as a tackle. I don't think. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, you want to be healthy. You want to be rolling. Well, now that the Vikings, you know, to lose O'Neal is a huge blow and you're certainly not rolling. So, um, I look for him to, you know, even though you, it may not mean a whole lot, like you're seeding, you're in, you've got a home game and all this stuff. I think you still want to play well in Chicago and, and win the game and kind of get that feeling back. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it just to see him. I had a good time going to the Jets game, and this one's going to be a little bit chillier down there. I, I, her forecast we heard a little while ago was uh, rain down there, but uh, sure sitting on uh, on, uh, on on Lake Michigan and the shores out there, it's going to be chilly one way or the other, but I'm looking forward to it. We'll see. If I'm not here next week, Mark, you just have to take care of it by yourself, you know, and just do the podcast. Anyway, Um you know, we have the prediction segment. Of course, Mark predicted that the Packers would win last week. And I, as you all know, I, at least I stated last week, I, I went against my preseason prediction of splitting with the Packers and said the Vikings would win. And um, I was right that they split with the Lions. And I did say that they are going to sweep the Bears. So this is my only chance at saving face after that loss to Mark. He's one down in our in our season season-long prediction, and we were just discussing we probably have to go into the playoffs now just so Mark can have a chance to catch me and, and me buy him a beer. So what are your thoughts? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, if I were to pick the Bears, uh, it's not uh, out of the question that they would uh, they would lose this game. But I think I watched it on TV. Uh, maybe It was one of those Saturday games, so the Bears were on Sunday, I believe. Uh, when they gave Philadelphia, they gave Philadelphia all they could handle uh, for th- three quarters or whatever it was, yeah. uh, two or three weeks ago. And I've, I had a feeling like you know, whenever a team is kind of emptied, all they have, and it, that's but you see what, what can they do the next week? Because they 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 gave Philadelphia all they could have, and I said they still lost by double digits. Uh, so then they came back, and I believe that's when they played uh, with the Lions, and they got you know s- smacked around. So. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they'll, you know, it'll be one of those games where the Vikings are gonna aren't gonna look great. Bears are gonna kind of look competent early on, especially if Fields involved. But ultimately, I think the Vikings win this game. It'll probably be a close game, 
so I, I got to go with the Vikings on this one. Just kind of, this is one of those where you got to kind of flush the feeling of what happened. And I think they'll do it against the bears. Well, you know, I got to pick them. Uh, that way I can, at least if I lose it in the playoffs, I, I, I will have the regular season's victory. And that's a very Vikings thing to do, you know, if I, you know, as far as our, well, our- let's put it this way. If, if you, if you get your playoff matchup, we won't have a trouble. I don't think we'll have any trouble uh, picking opposite of each other. If, uh, <laughs> if they end up with the Packers and you say Packers, I, I, you say Vikings. I'm. Uh, you won't even need to. I won't even need to say the word because, I. You know, if I to me, you had to step on. You had to squash the bug in week seventeen. They didn't do it, and that bug is going to be a monster come playoff time. And yeah, it is. I just. I. I re- what I'm hoping for is that the Lions beat them, whether they need to or not, and they don't. And the Packers are just done. They just. I, you know. Well, the less to hear about them, the better. What could, what could happen, though, is if the Vikings are the three seed, they beat the Giants, the Packers end up having to go to San Francisco, they lose, which is a great thing, I think, for the Vikings. Yep. Well, at that point, you're wanting the Packers to win so that the Packers would come to make right. it a home game. But but if you get rid of the Packers, then, then you have to go out to San Francisco and win. And, uh, I'd rather I think I would feel the Packers my, come in that, in that right, scenario. Yeah, that, I think people would. I, and I think – in that in that situation, you've put some time between what happened. You you've won a home playoff game against the the, the Giants, and of yeah. course the Giants will come here and throw a wrench in it. And you know Daniel, and that's the other thing is with this defense, Daniel Jones could come in here and throw for three hundred yards, and and then and Barkley could run for one hundred and fifty. You know they've got whoever they play, they're going to have to score, 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 and hope you come up with turnovers because. The defense is not up to playoff caliber speed. Yeah, and plus we didn't mention it. The, the Vikings kicker now has the yips again. He missed a couple field goals. And yeah, I mean it's uh, fresh it's off a weird, of, weird situation. Fresh off of his sixty-one yarder, he comes in and misses a couple. Uh, well, one was forty-one, and the other one was fifty. I think so. He should have made them yeah. both. But hey, field conditions, man. He's an indoor kicker. He's a hot house flower, just like the rest of them. That's right. Well, anyway, one way or the other, we'll be back next week uh, to talk about how it, how it plays out. I will, uh, I will have thought out from Soldier Field and, and be here and, and to, to talk us through it. But, uh, Mark, thanks for your, your contributions or, uh, and making it today. Uh, Mike Walden behind the scenes, thanks for uh, putting, us, putting it together. Joe Johnson for putting us in these seats and uh, – uh, thanks to all you folks for tuning in. Keep doing it. We'll be back and, and talking about more Vikings. Uh, we're going to get bonus this year with playoffs, so we'll, we'll, we'll be back for that as well. So look forward to seeing you, and thanks again. Until then, skull. Skull.